0: trash talking about plates from the rock that we ate Ones we love ones we hate some are good some are great one meat two sides hot sauce we're your guides rob andy and randy and sometimes a guest
1: welcome to talking trash a rochester-based food podcast where we rate and review local and national food favorites
2: i'm rob i'm randy And I'm Andy. And this week, it's the last chance final matchup bonus round before the finals. We wanted to eat a few more breakfast sandwiches bracket to see what extra sandwich will join Balsam Bagels and McCann's local meats in the finals. It's going to be a three sandwich showdown in the finals. Today, we find out the third member of the finals. I'm so excited. Me too. I apologize, guys. I'm a little bit under the weather. It is heavy allergy season. I was joking with Rob before the pod that uh, it's tough for allergy sufferers right now because you walk outside and you see when when it rains, there's like little tides of pollen inside the puddles and inside the rivers out on the street. It's been coming down pretty heavy, fast and furious, and uh, still these days with a little bit of the pandemic sticking around it's you always a little self-conscious when you know it's allergies but everybody's looking at you when you're coughing and stuff
0: <laughs> i don't have any allergies but i feel like i've somehow created an allergy to breakfast sandwiches because <laughs> my stomach hurt so bad after this saturday um i think it's probably just the number of breakfast sandwiches that did it actually i'm positive that's what it was
2: well, this was supposed to just be a playing round and it turned out sort of to just be a buffet. Thanks to uh, some of Rob's <laughs> legendary moves this weekend, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> <laughs> it was
0: definitely a buffet. I don't know how else you would explain it.
1: <laughs> it we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's start though. So we don't have a guest this week. So it was kind of a, a round that we wanted to keep, you know, just with the, the main plate pals. Uh, and so it's just going to be us three this week, but we do have a
2: week in food to share, so Andy, what happened in your week in food? I think one of the reasons we didn't have a guest was because we didn't want to have to have a fourth sandwich, yet somehow Rob made us have a fourth sandwich, as we'll get into later, as I know, (laughs) but uh, kind of funny how that worked out, but yes, the week in food. I'm still working on that theme song. I haven't gotten it done yet. It's been about eight weeks you could spoiler do like a,
1: like uh it's not the, happening
2: the heat is on
1: like cover <laughs> like the week yeah, I was food
2: just, oh that's actually way better all right rob yeah. you do it
1: okay that was it i just did it
2: <laughs> did you get a clean clean take on that wait wait what well, i'll just do it. okay okay the, the
1: weekend week food
2: <laughs> okay Next, we'll do it after we'll get it in okay. post okay the weekend food that was my best version because <laughs> i can't sing uh, we, we had two kind of fun standout things this weekend. It was Mother's Day weekend that just occurred. Whenever this comes out is probably a week later. But uh, we got last year, going back a year, uh, we saw, I saw advertised a bouquet of donut flowers. So rather than get my wife real flowers, which she claims she doesn't like, which I know is sort of a trap, people say, because who doesn't like flowers, but she loves donuts, my wife. So I was like, hey, donut flowers, that's literally two birds with one donut, I guess. And so they were really cute. And my kids thought they were cute. My boys were like, you know, one and a half or whatever last year. And they thought it was so cool that the donuts were shaped like flowers. So this year at Donuts Delight, this is at Donuts Delight, if I didn't mention that, they they kind of throw a little advertisement up a week before, and they show what they have. So this year they had two options, because it's Donuts Delight and Salvatore's. They made a pizza where each donut was triangle shaped, like a slice, and they were just decorated with cute, like pastel spring colors, you know, for Mother's Day. And then there was another one where these were called uh, like Dan's indulgent donuts or something like that totally decadent donuts but you got seven flower-shaped donuts they weren't decorated to look like flowers but each one was just like a glazed donut in the shape of a flower and then they had they said they were lighter natural ingredient frostings and so I said oh this sounds like my wife would love them and it came with seven flavors there was like almond cream lemon zest chocolate, strawberry, peanut butter and jelly, bananas foster and coconut cream. And so we got to all like divvy them up and try different parts and had leftovers. And again, my kids loved it, thought they were so fun. We went and picked them up together. That was a real fun experience. Little, little guys trip early on Mother's Day. So it's a lot of fun. I, I mean, Donuts Delight Donuts are great. I know deep down I'm a Ridge man. They have some of my favorite donuts. But this is a really fun thing that I pay probably an overpriced amount of money for. But they're cute and it's thoughtful. And my wife loves them and my kids have a lot of fun with them too. So that's really fun. And prior to that on Friday, we got Atlas Eats again. And so the menu this week was sort of like Cinco de Mayo themed. So let's see. I have it here. There was soup, sopa de pimiento marron, which was like a Mexican tomato soup, kind of had a little heat to it. That was really good. Tacos de guisado, which was braised chicken, queso fresco, beans and rice, which was delicious. I'm not a huge pickled onion fan, and there was either pickled onion or pickled something on there that I wasn't a huge fan of, but everything else tasted great. And for dessert, there was flan de café y canela, which was like a coffee cinnamon flan custard. I know I told Rob about this. He had some strong feelings on flan, but uh, we also ordered the tres leches cake, which was delicious. That, that's one of my favorite desserts to get at Wegmans, which I'm sure is not a very authentic version of it. But they sell the little slices one at a time at Wegmans. They're great. And uh, the one from this place from Alice Eats was great. Their bakery stuff is always really good. Rob, thoughts on flan?
1: I think it's uh, highly overrated as a dessert. Uh, back in the day, I dated a girl in college and her family was flan maniacs.
2: They were constantly just like,
1: oh, we're going to make flan. Oh, flan, flan's the greatest. And I had it. And I was like, yeah, it's OK. I don't know.
2: It sounds like a, something from a Seinfeld episode.
1: It was so it I, I didn't I didn't see their I didn't understand their enthusiasm. And then when I tasted it, I still didn't see their enthusiasm. I just was like, yeah, it's, it's OK. It's like like a custard. How was the coffee one?
2: It was good. It was pretty rich. I am not a coffee drinker. Um, I, I guess desserts are probably the place I like coffee flavor the most. Uh, it was good. Christy, my wife ended up eating most of that and I ended up eating most of the trace light chase. So that was a little bit more, her flavor profile and the trace light chase was, that was, it was cool. It, it almost had like a little, like a light boozy flavor, almost like a amaretto type flavor, which was really yummy.
1: What was, what was the highlight from Atlas? Sorry, Randy
2: from that meal yeah uh i'd probably say i enjoyed the soup and the tres leches cake the most this time around just because you know me as sort of a plain eater like i don't love a lot of stuff on my tacos so when you get something that's really truly authentic i'm sort of the type of person that picks a little bit of that off because of certain flavors that i try to avoid but The other, those two other things were great. And overall, the meal was still really good. And always that place is a fun experience to get, to get food from.
0: Guys for, uh, for our listeners, not for me whatsoever. Uh, what is flan for, for those who don't know?
1: (laughs) It's, it's it's basically just a custard, right? I mean, that's, it's, it's a, it's a custard. I mean, picture like
2: a hard pudding, (laughs) basically i i just yeah it's almost like a more gelatinous version of cheesecake if that makes sense it's like pudding meets cheesecake is it
0: the one that you crack the top no it's it's like that it's
1: like that but firmer more of like a gelatin texture but but it's it's like that that creme brulee is a custard but i don't think it sets the same way maybe cuz cuz i feel like creme brulee is a little like softer inside more like whereas i think flan is more gelatinous correct andy
2: yes that that was the term i used gelatinous okay. yeah it's like you can when you when you put a spoon through it it's like jello like it it kind of it holds together if you put a spoon through it it'll stay standing yeah i don't know we're getting too into something i don't really know it's, enough it's about.
1: egg and cream based though like a custard
0: so yeah i mean i know about it i just clarification yeah no favorite. those for our
2: fans here i Not looked sure. it up uh a custard dessert with a layer of clear caramel sauce or probably other flavors depending on what you get um contrasted with creme brulee, which is a custard with a hard caramel layer on top. So yeah, Rob, I think you and I between us did a pretty good job. Great reference on the creme brulee. Randy actually brought that up originally, I think.
0: Yeah. It uh, It's just one of those things I've seen on the menu, never even really read the description and just was like, eh, I'll go for the ice cream.
2: When I was in like seventh grade, I had this Spanish teacher named Mrs. Bailey and she played accordion. She was Really good at accordion, which was crazy. And like in hindsight, I wish I appreciated it more. And she would play all these wacky Spanish songs and play accordion, and we would all sing them. And one of the songs was called Beefsteak, which is like a beefsteak. And it would, you would sing it, and it would be like Beefsteak, Beefsteak, blah blah blah. And then one of the refrains or the repeating parts was like, El lado de chocolate, flan, galletas y bonbones. And <laughs> that was my first reference of flan. And the first thing is helado de chocolate is like chocolate ice cream flan. I don't know what galletas or bonbones are, but I still remember like most of that song. So is that Mrs. where you Bailey. got your spot on
1: pronunciation, Spanish pronunciation? You're pretty good at that. Andy. Yeah,
2: well, it, when you learn it in a song, it's easier to do and it's less awkward <laughs> than when I tried. You, you heard me try and read that menu. I thought it was it was perfect. Uh, That is like something
1: out of a movie, just picturing, like, I I just picture walking down the hallway, like being a teacher in that school and just hearing this crazy accordion blasting from a room, all these kids just belting out Spanish lyrics. It'd be so funny.
2: And this was in, you know, the mid 90s. So it wasn't that far removed from the 70s. But that's kind of how she dressed. She wore kind of just like you know, brown and yellow striped sweaters and stuff like that. And so she was just kind of a throwback. And even I think she was older at that point when I had her. So it was, it was a, it was a education from another era.
0: Oh, Andy, don't worry. We're all picturing exactly what we all know. You You don't have to describe it. (laughs) You had us at accordion. I think we know.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's incredible. Oh,
0: (laughs) you mean she wasn't the cool teacher
1: with the accordion? (laughs) (laughs) That's such a complicated instrument, too. I've heard it's like really hard to play. Maybe she was
2: like a a big weird ale fan. That'd be cool. She's not the only one. (laughs) All right, weekend food. Enough about this
1: flan. Wait. Okay. Last question for you, Andy. (laughs) What was the best of the donuts?
2: Oh, I actually liked Bananas Foster the best because it had like a banana cream frosting with a drizzle of kind of salted caramel on it that which is funny because that was the one my wife didn't even want to taste but I I kind of made her I was like you gotta taste this because this one's really good she wasn't super impressed with the taste of all of them but that's beside the point from the fun cute flowery perspective she loved that and she wants to keep doing it every year I'm sure they tasted better than
1: if you had bought her actual flowers and tried to eat. True. True. So, the, okay. Last question about the donuts. Oh my uh, God. So these were just frosted on top. They were not filled, correct?
2: They were just, yeah, they were just frosted on top. And in the pictures, you know, they look perfect. When I got them, they kind of slid around in the car a little bit and they were falling. The, the blobs of frosting were falling off and they didn't have the flowers in the case like they did in the picture, but their donut flowers they're great that's
1: cool It's cool all right that's that was a good that was a good week in food uh randy how was your week in food
0: thanks last question about the donut Andy. was the <laughs> was the frosting caked on the like left side of the donut or the right side was it evenly spread
2: depending on which side of the car and on top of the frosting there was a little crumble of each flavor to let you know which one they were coconut cream had a little coconut flakes Strawberry had a little strawberry slice. So you know, I could go on and on about these. Don't you know <laughs> you keep it coming. Well, oh, one more thing from me, Atlas <laughs> Atlas Eats is opening up for sidewalk service. So I heard about that? I, I've never been there for real food, only had it during COVID. So I I want to go sometime with you guys or with you know take my wife there or something. I'm, I'm I should have said take my wife us. first. Actually, She's got edit that. Don't worry,
1: she doesn't listen to the podcast. She'll never <laughs> That's know. That's true. listen to the
0: podcast backwards so you'll Wait a minute. Fed. Her friend
1: Lauren likes the podcast though. Don't, Lauren, do not tell Christy. I Lauren, screwed that up. Keep it a secret. <laughs> uh Rand,
0: Randy, what
1: was uh, what was in your weekend food?
0: So we went to the lake house in Canandagua for Mother's Day last night. Um they have Rose Tavern connected to it, really nice upscale place. They have one of those kitchens that's completely open so you can see them cooking, um, unless you sit with your back to the kitchen like I did. And I had a brisket burger, which was amazing, one of the best hamburgers I've ever had. Um, You could totally tell it was not your regular type of beef, like it was a different cut like brisket, Um, and it had some other toppings on it. Um, but it was it was awesome. They also had gluten-free onion rings, which I've never seen before. So my sister and uh, my girlfriend, Laura, were there who were both gluten-free. So they got to have their first onion ring at a restaurant in a very long time. They put a little dusting of like cayenne on top. It was awesome. They had a ricotta cheese bread. Um, so it was like bread with ricotta and cold, but cooked broccoli on top. It was phenomenal. Like we all loved it. And some walnuts. So they had some really cool different things. Um, they, uh, and then, uh, my mom and Laurel got chicken, which they said was pretty good. It wasn't bad at all. It was good. Um, and then I forgot what my sister and her fiance got. Um, but one of the funny things that happened there was we, we got to the front part. And me and Laurel got there right around 530 when we're supposed to. We tell the hostess, hey, you know, we're here, we're meeting somebody. And I look over and in a booth, I see my mom. I just see the back of her head. Um, So I see her hair and I'm like, oh, they're here. And then as I turn the corner, I see that she's sitting with like little kids and like somebody else. I'm like, oh, that's not her. So we went out into the waiting area. We waited I turn around and I see her walk um, like by the waiting area, I'm like, Oh, and then I go to get up. And again, I just saw her from the back and just saw her hair. Wasn't her again. Um, not even the same race. So the third time I do see my mom. Um, and so we, you know, she comes in, we go get to the table and I look over who I thought the first person was. And it was like a 16 year old kid with like super long hair, like a boy. And I told my mom and she just, started laughing like rob knows my mom she's got like this it's it's just like a hair like a shorter woman's hairdo so it doesn't even look like long hair i was like oh my god totally didn't know and then i told her that's what she gets for being late i think that everyone else is her so
1: or maybe you just need to have that lasik surgery touched up again i don't know
0: yeah maybe i don't know it was uh it was definitely a cool place though i i'd recommend it if you're out in canada Food was awesome. Um, Service was phenomenal. It was good just to be out eating again. We were all vaccinated. So we all felt pretty good there. And uh, it was nice to be out in a restaurant eating.
2: I recently heard of that place. I I don't remember what it was. I think they had someone collaborate with them where, you know, their, their kitchen, it was like a kitchen takeover from some local restaurant and they were doing a special like you know, food and wine pairing or something special four course meal or something like that. And I, I looked at the pictures of that place. It looked really nice. The lake house.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a beautiful area. And then they have an outdoor inside, like an enclosed porch that nobody was out there last night. And then it looks like you could go outside. It's right on the lake, but it was pouring rain. So nobody was out there either, but definitely worth, worth going to. And one
1: thing about that place, that not a lot of people realize that it's actually based on the Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves film, the lake. House. Yeah, It's
2: like a theme theme restaurant.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's, it's incredible. It's yes.
0: And
2: if, <laughs> if you're I mean, into that movie, that's the place to go. Take a guess here. I think that was the one where they were in different times, but writing letters to each other. Yeah, that's correct. Okay, never saw it, but I remember the commercials. So that's actually how you order food. You
1: have to write a letter to the future waitress that you're going to have or waiter, and then they'll send back the food in time.
2: And Rob's a Sandra Bullock completist, so he's seen that one for sure. Oh, multiple times.
0: Yes, and. Uh, actually there, there was one other funny thing that reminds me, Rob, I don't know why that reminds me, but have you guys ever seen those birthday? Candles are like huge and they look like a flower and you light them and they open up and play a song. Have you ever seen these? No, so me neither. So it was my sister's fiance's birthday, even though he hates birthdays, he doesn't want to celebrate them because apparently he's from Europe and then from Canada, they don't celebrate birthdays in Europe. They celebrate name days which is a whole nother tangent we can go on at some point. Um, but essentially he was not having it. So, so they light the candle and it, it's like big and it opens up and it starts sparking. And it also plays a really loud song. It, would the Happy scare me. Song. it was, I, I didn't see, but Laurel said the entire restaurant was looking at us. But then the best part is the candle doesn't shut off after the first time it plays a song. It plays it over and over and over again. So they had to take the candle and bring it into the back. And you could see them like as they're going to the back kitchen, still hear the candle playing and all the cooks are looking around like, what is going on right
2: now? All of Randy's (laughs) various moms in the restaurant were watching. Did, did the restaurant put the candle or did you guys bring the candle?
0: My sister bought it. She doesn't even remember where she bought it, but it's definitely crazy. I
2: can't believe we've never seen one of these before.
0: Honestly, don't like, don't tell it like Andy, especially for you should bring it. Like if you do something for one of your kids' birthdays, they would love it. It was like, it was (laughs) just so scared. And yeah, they'd be scared too, probably, but it was funny.
1: (sighs) That's a good, that's a good story. Uh, my weekend food is, is quick. It was pretty uneventful. I, the most eventful thing was that I, I made Caesar salad dressing from scratch again today and it was going well, everything was in great shape. I figured out some, some tweaks and some, some adjustments to save some time. And just when the, the Mayo that I was whisking by hand came together, I added too much lemon juice, broke the emulsion. Oof. And so I had, uh, it was just not as creamy as it could have been. I still ate the salad with it. It was okay. But as I was washing my whisk, the the wire, it always pops out. One of the wires pops out of the little hole and it just annoys the hell out of me. And so I, in frustration of the broken emulsion and the stupid wire whisk, I just threw it in the recycling bin and ordered another one. So Oneida whisk, I'll see you later. Uh, in another life, hopefully as uh, something more useful. Uh, and uh, I'm waiting for a new whisk on Friday. I'm pumped about that.
2: And you have no shortage of uh, kitchen tool websites and reviews to look at, I'm sure. Uh, so I've been eyeing this whisk for at least three
1: months. Uh, so I've, had, I've I've, had, uh, This uh, Oneida whisk's days have been numbered for the past couple of years. So I've, I've had a whisk in my back pocket that I wanted to pick up and I just found my chance and, and did it. you know. The time it-
2: was right. Hey, there's another entry into our quickly growing culinary miss of the week segment.
1: Yeah, and, and you know I'm going to make another emulsion the second that new whisk shows up on Friday.
2: I don't think any of our listener was doubting it. <laughs> Singular.
1: Yeah. So there was a, it was a pretty wild week in food over here. Uh, and by that, it really wasn't. So let's move on and talk Wait, about oh, Rob. What?
2: Just one more question. <laughs> okay. the, that should be the title of this. That's
0: segment. our. That's our segment.
2: Um, you didn't have any really positive, good food experiences this week.
0: Oh, it's teeing you up on that one,
2: Rob. It's supposed to be positive.
1: Oh, uh, I had some pizza the other day. That was pretty good. From <laughs> okay. Some za. From Perry's, oh, from Perry's, yeah, you know what Perry's? I think I love Perry's. They've got the giant slice. Uh, they the really giant slice through.
2: is fun. It comes in like a small pizza box.
1: It's huge. It's so giant, and it's a good price. And where I work on the west side, we'll go to Perry's sometimes for like a, a pizza day once every couple of weeks. And so we got some some Perry's from their location on East Ave, I believe, East kind of near East and Winton, and it was awesome.
2: It was great, great Zach. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it <laughs> I didn't was want, better than didn't want your mediocre your,
1: salad dressing. I didn't yeah. want
2: your weekend food to just be the 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 lost emulsion. Although clearly, it's eating you up. I I feel for you, buddy. You know what? I look at it
1: as a learning experience. I know the next emulsion, I'm going to crush it. Wow, what a growth
2: mindset on this guy! Hey. <laughs>
0: Guys, for all our listeners who don't know, again, not me, emulsion is when you- Randy's
2: truly it. a man of the people, always clarifying <laughs> things for the listeners and not himself. I, I
0: clearly know the least about food on this podcast.
1: So when you're making a sauce, you're, you're to emulsify something is to kind of, I think you, you're basically taking oil and you're incorporating it into something else and you want to do it slow. So for example, like mayo is a classic emulsion. So you take an egg yolk, you whip it and you slowly drip- oil into the egg yolk and mm. through air and just by doing it slowly, that's how you create mayonnaise. And it, it's, you know, it works because it looks like a white, creamy, consistent thing. And, and when, you know, in like French cooks and stuff, when they make sauces, they do stuff similar. Um, and basically when, when things separate is when the emulsion is broken, basically.
0: Okay. I didn't know that. And I didn't know that's how you made mayonnaise either. So I'm learning a lot today.
2: Yeah. Not unlike when we have our eggnog making parties and you have to slowly drip the alcohol in because you don't want the eggs to scramble. It's like, you just got to be careful with it. It's like a delicate process type of thing.
0: That makes sense.
1: Exactly. And so, yeah, I mean, I just, because when you're making a mayo, it gets like really, really thick sometimes. And it's like just super globby. And what you need to do to thin it out is add a little lemon juice, but I added way too much lemon juice. The acidity was thrown off. I didn't have enough salt, which
2: became, it, it was a whole thing.
1: Yeah, it, yeah. But anyways, next time on Friday, I'm going to have a great Caesar salad. I can't wait with my new balloon whisk. Anyways, <laughs> m- moving on, let's uh, let's go through and talk about how we picked our, our places. So, so Randy, what place did you bring into the last chance uh, showdown?
0: So I just heard about this place. I think the other two hosts um, also did. It's the Wegmans quick fill. Uh, So some brief history, and I don't know a ton about it. um, But one of the guys I work with, he told me about it. And he said it wasn't owned by Wegmans. I bet him a dollar that it had to be because anything named Wegmans in Rochester must be owned by Wegmans. It is not owned by Wegmans. It's a different Wegmans, I guess. Um, But it's a Wegmans quick fill off Buffalo road near a roundabout, I think, right, Rob? Uh, It's got a huge quick fill sign. And the crazy thing is after he told me about it, all of a sudden, like at least two other people who were separate from each other said the same thing that they have phenomenal breakfast sandwiches. So it's like, let's, let's try this. Let's bring it in. It sounds awesome. Looked up pictures. It's definitely a gas station. Uh, Rob was the one that went there. So he can describe probably what it was like at some point, but yeah, that was, that's pretty much the history of it. Wanted to try a a breakfast sandwich that a lot of people said was really good.
2: Must be so annoying to be named Wegman in Rochester and not be a part of that. Like it must be the first question. Every time you meet someone new, Oh, you're part of the Wegmans family. You're like, no, (laughs) I got my own business. It's a gas station with these awesome breakfast sandwiches.
0: (laughs) I was, yeah, I was thinking the same thing was, Uh, you have to constantly explain, no, we're not the Wegmans has a gas station. No, we're not affiliated with Wegmans tell Stency. I said, hi, no, no, no.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That would be crazy. I can't think of like a comparable last name for like Buffalo where I'm from. I don't know what it would be for Buffalo.
1: Yeah. Because it would be like, um,
2: Lenovo. Yeah. Or like Eichel or something, but he's so new. It doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so good. That's a good uh, a good pick, and and we we bumped into. I was talking to a, a guy who's a plumber, and he also brought it up. He's like, yeah, all the trade guys like they love that place. Um, Andy, what did you pick, and and why?
2: I chose Tree Town Cafe, which is hometown favorite. It's Sorry. it's in Penfield, and it's this little. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's almost like a little specialty kind of grocer and they have all sorts of food products and things like that. And they've had outdoor shopping has been kind of a feature for them in the summer and during the pandemic and things like that. But they do have a great breakfast sandwich. I read about it months ago, maybe even a year ago. And my wife and I went and got it because it's on salty bread from Amazing Grains, which is right in Fairport, which is a bakery that I love. And they have this trademark salty bread, which is kind of like a salty focaccia. And it's really good. So we got the sandwiches. I was very impressed. And then we didn't really go there because it's not exactly right around the corner from me. Um, And you have to kind of walk in. It's not like a drive-through place or anything like that. So like a lot of these fancier places. It's not somewhere you go a ton. But I forgot about it completely when we were doing the seating process and it never got mentioned by anyone. And then once we started, I, I started reading some articles that people had written in the past about breakfast sandwiches and things like that. And uh, I was just bummed that I t- totally forgot about it because it was a good sandwich. It certainly in my memory had been better than some of the earlier entrants that we had. So that, that was my thinking. If I wanted one to come back from the tournament, I would have picked Bodega, but that ended up being Rob's choice, which he'll describe in a minute. And, um, so I didn't really have someone I wanted to come back in. So I, I just picked a new place and, uh, it was great. I enjoyed it. We'll talk about it more later. Rob, what made you ultimately, I think if you actually listen to the podcast, you probably know a little bit about the whole Bodega situation. It was a controversial loser in a play-in round. Yeah.
1: Uh, our listeners might not realize this, but I was very frustrated with that, with how that all went down. Oh, they I, realized it. No, uh, well. <laughs> I, I, think, I re-listened
0: to that episode. <laughs> they realized it. <laughs> I, don't,
1: I don't think I made myself clear. Uh, I thought Bodega definitely deserved to, to make it to at least the first round. And it, you know, throughout the whole competition, it was one of the best sandwiches I had. So I I just thought it needed to get another chance, uh, a legitimate shot. And so that's why I picked that.
2: And that's sort of what drove us to do this really, I think, um, was we thought Bodega deserved a second shot. There's really no better way to do it than inject a place into the finals, because if it's not worthy, it'll Definitely lose to the two finalists that are great, McCann's and Balsam. But we thought Bodega was really good. So if we're going to give them an extra chance, let's make it a play-in round and make them go up against two other well-known or well-respected breakfast sandwiches. I can't believe the way we talk about this stuff.
1: Uh, but, But also, why not
2: make it three others? (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, Rob, Rob went on a little bit of a <laughs> breakfast sandwich odyssey the other morning and oh, go ahead, Rob.
1: So Saturday I was on the West side, um, doing some, doing a little business and I know that's very ambiguous. Uh, I was, I was, wor- <laughs> I was working on the West side and a friend of mine who I work with had told me about this place called Petnari's, which is a deli and pizza place that's attached to a gas station. And he said that he drives, it's out in Hilton. And he said that he would drive 40, like over 40 minutes just to go and get a pizza from there. And he said that their pizza, especially with mushrooms and sausages, insanely good. And so I was like, oh, we'll go check out their sausages. So I drove out there. And as I'm checking out some sausages, I look over and there's one of those like hot cases that, you know, you might put in like slices to sell. And it's just full of breakfast sandwiches. And I'm like, and they were cheap. They're like two, some two seventy-eight or something. They were like less than three bucks each. I'm like, you gotta get these. I mean, we're doing breakfast sandwiches soon. So I bought a bunch of sausage and I bought a bunch of breakfast sandwiches to throw in there from pet Nari's. They're not known for breakfast sandwiches, but I just thought, you know, what the heck.
2: Rob was on my back porch <clears throat> when I let him in to my house on Saturday. And he goes, I got a little surprise and I go, Oh, what is it like extra breakfast sandwiches? And he goes, well, that, and also another surprise. And I was like, oh, Rob, we, we can't eat more breakfast sandwiches. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> but, uh, you know, who's going to say no to another entrant into the, the final round?
1: So, yeah, th- so that's, that was where Pet showed up. And on my way back, so Randy, I, I was like, where is this quick fill? Randy sent me a picture of it with the address. Instead of using the address, I typed in Quick Fill Chilai Buffalo Road, which definitely was not where I was supposed to be. Because <laughs> when I finally got to a Quick Fill in Chilai on Buffalo Road, I realized I was still about 15 minutes from the actual.
2: It's a big road. segments. <laughs>
1: yeah apparently
2: (laughs) yeah when you described this whole situation to me you didn't mention that Randy had sent you the address and so at the very after this long rambling story you were like of course he did send me an address I could have just put it in my phone I was like well yeah I mean that probably would have been a smart move
1: I was I was tired I hadn't eaten all day I was starving for breakfast sandwiches I probably should have just bought an extra one for sustenance for the ride from all that
2: business Rob was doing over on the (laughs) west side
1: Doing a little business in the west side. Right. Um, and then, so then I get to this freaking roundabout and I don't know, I'm, I'm looking at the GPS, not realizing that like what I'm looking at is the actual Wegmans um, quick fill because it's, it's pretty small, but the sign is massive and I'm just like kind of confused. So I figured it out. I'm pulling around in some like um, gravel covered industrial lot to, to make my way over there. The guy who worked there was super nice. Uh the place is I feel like it's a throwback. Like it's well, it's like painted with fresh paint, but it's kind of like a has like kind of a retro look. You don't go inside, you order it a little uh, window. But like I said, the guy was like super friendly and it, it's uh it's a
2: cool, it's a cool little spot. Why don't we start with that breakfast sandwich? Because you just described the uh the setup so nicely. Sure. Well, maybe I'll go first. This uh this breakfast sandwich came on a what we assume is a DePaulo's roll. We're we're fairly certain because the bag Rob had said <laughs> DePaulo's fresh Italian rolls on it. It mine I believe was ungrilled, uh, so that's just a different. Most of the time, usually they're like just thrown on the flat top or whatever. We took like pictures of these sandwiches and cut one in half, and uh, my wife was getting ready to go out of the house at that point. And she was just kind of hanging out she goes, that one looks like a cheeseburger. And it really did look like a cheeseburger. The sausage on this thing was thick. It was big and it looked like a burger. And unfortunately my personal breakfast sandwich was pretty burnt on the bottom and it ended up tasting a lot like a cheeseburger because it's on this ungrilled DiPaolo's roll. It had like white American cheese, the type you'd get at a Bill Gray's or a, a Hots place. And this big thick sausage patty in the middle of mine was unfortunately burnt. So it just tasted like the type of burger you'd have at a backyard barbecue where someone just bought those frozen patties and they they just get overcooked a little bit. There, The egg on mine was a little slimy. It kind of reminded me of the way the Tim Hortons egg looked way, way back in the very first round, but it tasted fine. And I think if my sausage hadn't been burned, I would have liked it a little bit more. I will say it was not bad. I ate most of it and we had three and a half breakfast sandwiches this weekend. So it tastes like a cheeseburger and look like one too. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but the the char on it kind of threw me off a little bit. I, I if I had a, a better cooked sausage, I probably would have loved it. Rob, you, you said that they only had sausage, right?
1: Yeah. They only had sausage. They also had steak, but I, I feel like that never goes well. So I just said, let's just do sausage. Yeah. My sausage was perfectly cooked. Uh, honestly, it was just a really great sandwich. I said softest patrillo award. Because the bun was the freshest and softest bun, I think, in the entire competition that I I mean that could be due to it not being grilled, but it and was what just, does
2: patrillo mean?
1: Wait, isn't that the wait, what's the place? You mean Gapalo? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
0: isn't there Patrillos in Buffalo, maybe? Patrillos fitness, I think, is like I, what you I think there. there is a Patrillo's bakery in Rochester.
1: Oh, man. I hope there is one. Uh, it was the but, softest. But, hold hold on. On.
0: But after Andy went into a little <laughs> spiel about how we all definitely thought it was DePalos, I don't know. <laughs> Pretty well that established helps, that it was DePalos. Yeah, I don't know if that helps your confusion. Hold on. Let's do it. Oh, on Lyle Ave. It's closed, closed in 2018.
1: <laughs> oh, my
0: gosh. Okay.
2: Man, well, anyways,
0: their rolls really stay soft for a while. Rob's yeah. world
2: is rocked like last week when he couldn't get his head right when we were recording. What was it that threw you off last week? I can't remember. What was <laughs> it? I don't know. But we kept making jokes about it. Anyways, yeah, I wouldn't have picked steak either. I, I would definitely go with the the sausage as as a go-to. Uh, but you liked it. I think you said, Rob, we were kind of talking about this is not a bad sandwich. And if you got this on a road trip or, you know, that big, thick sausage patty would be something that would definitely sustain you for a while with hunger wise. I think of the, like the,
1: the cheaper options, this was the best of the whole competition. Like, I know we've talked about different tiers. There's the fancier bodegas and the tree towns and the, with, with like higher end ingredients of the more basic ingredients, this was, I, I think, hands down, the best, or at least one of the best, in that like class of sandwich. Randy,
0: just to remind our listeners, we don't discuss the sandwiches while we're eating them. Um, and on my sheet, I wrote "roll very soft." So <laughs> apparently, it was really soft. Was uh, it Patrillo soft or DePaulo soft. <laughs> I'm just glad that I wrote this down because I really am having trouble keeping track of all the different sandwiches at this point. Um, but it was good. It was really, really good. Uh first thing I wrote was very messy. So mine, I think Rob, you said yours, yours and Andy's were sitting out already, like on a
1: like well, shelf. No. He, he, when he was coming up to the counter, he had like an armful of like 12 breakfast sandwiches that I think he had just kind of finished. So I don't think they were like old sandwiches, but I think he had kind of made a giant batch. And for you though, he needed to make a fresh one. That was just Ah, egg and cheese.
0: Okay. So yeah, mine was just egg and cheese and it was super messy. Like the egg was really runny and it covered almost the whole bun in egg juice but I loved it. I mean, I actually like yolk. Egg juice. <laughs> yolk, Yes. So <laughs> uh, I liked it. So I thought that it was my perfect type of egg. It was, you know, freshly made. Um, it re- You know, what it reminded me of was getting a sandwich at Jimmy Z street meat stand. It was like, if I had gotten a breakfast sandwich at his stand, which I never have, but that's what it felt like. I think it was in tinfoil too. Or like the softer tin foil. yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was it was awesome. It was delicious. It was exactly what you'd want in a breakfast sandwich. Uh, it definitely makes me realize. I think we talked about this quickly how it's tough to compare these now with rolls and buns to the bagels, um, even though we are doing it and we're gonna continue to do it in the finals. But it's just a different type of sandwich. Um, and all of the ones we had were on buns or rolls. So it was great. I totally agree with everybody who said this was awesome. If I was driving by there on my way to work, I would totally stop and get one.
2: So it seems like I was the only one who didn't love it. And I am pretty positive. It's just because unfortunately I had the burn on it, which obviously I know won't happen most of the time, but uh, it affected my, my tasting this time, but yeah, I could see why it would be really good.
0: I think, and Andy, I think that does kind of speak to like, like I said, a Jimmy Z street meat stand or like even Scott's too, when we did it, where in this situation, these guys, they're not going to be the same every time, you know, you're going to get different sandwiches, different times, um, which is, you know, sometimes part of the fun of going to the place and seeing what you got that time. So, uh, totally agree that, you know, if your sausage was different, you probably would have liked it more.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. Andy, let's let's shift gears and, and start talking Bodega. So what did you get from Bodega this time around?
2: I got the ham, egg, and cheese, which was the sandwich I got the first time I went to Bodega and thought it was so, so good. And then we got it in that first round matchup. I got the bacon, which was also very good. And so I went back to the ham egg and cheese because they don't always carry a sausage although they did have a sausage this week but it wasn't like a breakfast sausage I think you guys both maybe got that sausage but I got a one of their original breakfast sandwiches I think they always have the ham egg and cheese the roll was toasted uh it's a they have a delightful roll there I got burnt again by being burnt this one was charred to a black and crisp in many spots so I think it was just a little too long on the thing. However, that's pretty easy to pull apart and like take off the burnt parts and stuff. So I think I still got a pretty good understanding and I've had this sandwich before. Um, There was a fried egg. It was a little runny. The ham, I've talked about it before on our showdown. It's big. It's salty. It's like a thick slab of Easter style ham, which is Different than the ham on McCann's, which is also good. Different than the ham you get at a fast food breakfast place, the thin slice of kind of deli ham. This thing has a lot of flavor, very salty and delicious. The cheese is cheddar, and it reminds me a lot of the cheese on the McCann sandwich. You get a big thick slice, it kind of hangs off on the side. The final bite of my bodega sandwich in the first round had a huge chunk of cheddar on it, a huge chunk of bacon, and it swayed my decision to vote for Bodega in the first round. And um, I thought it was very good. It was as good as the first time I had it, just a little burnt on the bun. That's all. I I thought it was great. Nice. Randy, what did
1: you
0: get? So I had to re-listen to the episode. I really did, because I wasn't sure. I knew I didn't vote Bodega first, but I didn't think I like went hard on them. And I didn't, I actually said it was really close between bodega and um, bagels, etc. So I I just wanted to see, and I did this after I went to bodega this time around. So I went to bodega, first of all, guys, I didn't realize how cool the place is. Uh, It's like a maze in there with tons of stuff. I could have spent like a lot more time in there, they were super nice. Um, definitely, I want to go back and just kind of peruse everything they have, like different rooms with tons of different things going on. Um, so I got the special this week. So it was hot honey, egg, mozzarella cheese, and then I don't know what the topping was. I know Rob got the same thing. Um, I, You know what? I'm more of the everyman, the common man, the peasant of this podcast when it comes to food. I don't know a lot about it. Uh, so... Rob will hopefully be able to figure out what the heck was on it, but it was good. I don't know, maybe, I think we said it might've been part of the hot honey, Um, but this sandwich was awesome. Uh, I know for a fact it was better than the last one I had, but it's a different sandwich. The last one I had was totally different insides besides the eggs. So I think everything came together great. It tasted amazing. It was delicious. Um, guaranteed had this gone up against bagels, et cetera, last time this would have won. So I guess for me, bodega is, and again, this was a special is what, what am I getting there? Um, and for this one, it was awesome. So Rob help me out, bail me out here a little, let me know what was on this one. Straight from the peasant of the podcast, Randy himself. (laughs) (laughs) I
1: I think that maybe it was like a pepper relish or if, if it wasn't already part of the, the hot honey, something like that. Uh,
0: like a red pepper relish that actually was I saw some scallions in there, I think. those are the small green onions, right?
2: Randy, do you think yeah. there anything was emulsified in that? <laughs> well, <laughs> funny you say that, Andy.
0: Um, <laughs> I noticed a little bit of flan on the uh, on the inside of the roll, so it was really good. So Rob, what did you think because you got the same one?
1: I got the same one, but I you didn't get the Italian sausage, correct?
0: Mine was just egg and cheese and okay. whatever else, yeah.
1: So I got the Italian sausage as well, which I think was like the standard version of the sandwich. So same thing as Randy, but plus the Italian sausage, it, you know, it had a good char grilled. I mean, they might not have actually grilled it on a on open flame, but it kind of had that flavor. It reminded me of just when we would do like cookouts and buy way too much meat and, you know, get the Italian sausage patties and throw them on the grill. And everyone's like, why did you buy so much meat? You bought way too much meat, but it's like, whatever, a classic uh, argument.
0: Wait, we used to grow up Italian sausage patties? Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Cook would bring them over. Oh, you're right. Yes, <laughs> I'm thinking of breakfast sausage patties. No, you're no, right. and so this is this isn't 100% okay. Okay. right. Yes. Yeah,
1: to be clear, it's an Italian sausage patty with a little bit of spice, not yep. a traditional breakfast sandwich patty. So, I didn't the, the the sausage patty did have that spice. So, I the the hot honey didn't come through as much but it was a good sandwich. I said, you know, good flavor the sausage, the honey was had brought some nice sweetness to it. My bun, I think was a little charred as well, Andy, but it was nothing that did, you know, it it didn't bother me or anything. It didn't detract from the sandwich. Oh, I'm Rob
2: burnt buns. Don't bother me. I'm so cool. (laughs) Look, I'm sorry. Mine was just a little too burnt. That's all it didn't. It didn't affect my rankings or decision at all.
0: All right, Johnny, tone it down a little bit. on.
2: Randy has one good sandwich. Now he's on everybody else's team. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, oh man. So shall we, shall we move on to tree town?
0: Yeah, I'll start. Cause I got the sandwiches from there. Um, so tree town, like Andy said, uh, really cool place. Um, so I went with the egg and cheese and with Andy's recommendation, the salty bread, Um, so this one was also awesome. So this is going to be extremely hard for me. I'm still like, as we're talking, going back and forth, but I love the salty bread. It didn't have a ton of salt on it. And I think Andy said before that it usually has a little bit more salt on it, but I thought it was a great amount. Um, I know what you're going to say, Rob, so I'll say this first. I thought the bread, the only thing for me was it was a little tougher. It was almost, I couldn't bite through it. I had to rip it. So I had to like bite. And then sink my teeth in and then rip it apart. Cause it was so kind of tough, but that actually was was it wasn't a bad thing. Necessarily. It was just different than the other buns that I had. Um, quick pause. Is that what you think I was going to say? No, I thought you were going to go the, uh, <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other way and say that you enjoyed the toughness of the bun. Cause I thought we talked about it. I might be wrong.
2: That's um, a pe- That's a peasant problem. He's got weak <laughs> teeth. I got these porcelain veneers tearing into everything.
0: <laughs> I'm also missing five front teeth now, so that's fine. <laughs> but uh this the sandwich was so good. It was so so good. I don't I don't even know. I don't know which one to pick. It was the saltiness of the bread mixed well with the eggs, and I think it was American cheese and just again, all of these sandwiches had fresh eggs. It was awesome. So I would totally go back here and get their sandwich again. So Rob, were you going to talk about the bread or was I wrong?
1: (laughs) No, you were exactly right. Yes. (laughs) I was going to definitely say that, uh, that was so looking at it, like looking at the picture of it, it just looked like a mound of bun with just like a little bit of like meat and eggs, like peeking out the sides and cutting it open and looking at it. Um on the inside, it looked like I was like, there's way too much roll here. Like, there's just not enough filling to accommodate this much roll. And also, there wasn't visible salt on the bun, which I like visible salt. I'm a salt hound. Oh. But biting into that sandwich, the proportions were perfect. Even though I really thought it was going to be terrible, it had that chew that you did have to tear. And it kind of reminds me almost like when you tear into a baguette and the skin kind of is, is a little bit tougher and you kind of have to pull it and kind of rip it. But I did like that chew and that tear. It provided a nice contrast in textures. I had sausage, egg and cheese. The sausage had a great mild flavor. I think it it had, um, what was it? I think thyme was the the taste I I tasted from the sausage, but it, it was super soft. Oh, sage. I wrote great sage flavor although I could definitely be wrong about that. And uh, yeah, I was I was very pleasantly surprised by that.
2: Andy? I went bacon, egg, and cheese. Usually I try to get the same meats, but since Bodega has ham and Quick just had sausage, I got the bacon at Tree Town just to, to mix it all up. But uh, the bacon looked great. My wife specifically pointed out that it looked good, and then she broke a little piece off the edge and said it tasted great. So the bacon was very good. It was thick and it was uh, kind of still had the waviness to it. It wasn't like flattened out, which is kind of fun, a little texture. I agree with Rob that the bun was bigger than I thought. And for me, bigger than I remember. So at, I love Amazing Grains. They sell salty sliders and salty rolls these were definitely salty rolls which are like hamburger roll size the sliders what I thought it was on the first time I had it and that's possible it was a long time ago but yeah it looked like too much bread now I happen to know ahead of time that the bread is amazing so even if there's a lot of it it still tastes good and it's like focaccia and there's like oil in it and or salt like mixed in or something and just that bread itself is so good and if you mix in the ingredients of a breakfast sandwich bacon egg and american definitely an american on that on that sandwich it's it's a a tremendous bite and this the bread is so good and it's such an outlier from the competition you know we've had a lot of apollos a lot of bagels this stands out to me quite a bit and I had high expectations for this sandwich, and I think they were surpassed. I really liked it.
1: Awesome. So I think that's a pretty good overview. Before we rank these, anything else to add, guys?
2: Well, I don't think we actually specifically covered the Petinari sandwiches yet.
1: Oh, crud. You're right. (laughs) So... (laughs) Do you want so me to
2: start with that, Rob? You picked these it. up. You you already described going to the, the deli slash pizzeria slash gas station. This place is amazing. Yes. Is it a gas station? It's a gas station. Okay. So you brought these and you were, you were saying, ah, you know, I, I just grabbed them. But th- you did say something interesting that these were under $4, you said. I think they were under $3. That's crazy. Because, again, these are going up against some heavy hitters. But and these were good. I, I'm showing my cards a little bit. Petinaris on my rankings did not win. It was a real soft roll. It wasn't um, like a Depalos roll, but it was like a it was a hard roll. But it was almost undercooked. It, the whole thing it was like a dinner roll to me. It was a Giuseppe's. <laughs> is that just that a was- generic Italian name, or is that a real? <laughs> no, that thing? wasn't
1: a joke. <laughs> they, they were selling bags of
2: Giuseppe's rolls. I made note okay. of it, and I'm assuming that's what they used. Well, we didn't, we didn't end up eating all of all these sandwiches because that would be insane. So I kept some leftovers, and I when I reheated the Petinari sandwich the next day and the roll cooked a little bit, got a little brown, it was much better. The sandwich was good, but it was better when it was more cooked for me. They also had been ordered way earlier than any of the other breakfast sandwiches. Cause Rob was doing business. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was kind of a softer like dinner roll. It was pretty much a perfect egg. It just was, had been cooled off. The bacon for me was undercooked and it didn't taste super salty. I did try the sausage cause I think we had gotten a mix and the sausage was good. The bacon was just a little undercooked and it was white American much like the quick fill sandwich. So good. I'd be very happy with it, especially for three bucks. Be really happy with this on a car trip, road trip, wherever we're going. A lot of trips, any trip for work, whatever. It just wasn't quite as phenomenal as the heavy hitters.
1: Yeah, I I would agree. I I don't think they're known for breakfast sandwiches. It It seems like kind of just something they happen to do. You, you know, you're going to get gassed. You grab a sandwich for the road. That's kind of it. I, I think they're mainly known as, uh, the pizzeria and the, the butcher shop. So, you know, I thought it was a solid sandwich. I don't, you know, I do not have much to add to what Andy said. It was just good. Randman. man.
0: I can't even talk about it. I was too full <laughs> and I faked taking a very small bite. So that's
2: so funny I, because I you, did. you said you didn't want it. I said, well, I'll keep your sandwich and reheat it you know, cause we're having those donuts the next morning. So I mm-hmm. said, we're just going to be having sweets maybe to give my kids a little protein. I'll save the breakfast sandwich. <laughs> I thought you had just not taken any bites. So I opened it up the next day and there was like the size of a half a dime, it's like a mouse <laughs> had been chewing on the was Like Robert, Randy had to just take a little bite to pretend like he could participate in the rankings. <laughs> He sort of yep. took our word it for it. That's a little, it. a little peasant bite.
0: That yeah. was it. Well, Please, it was it. because I'd like Samoa. I didn't have any, like <laughs> any teeth left from the tree town sandwich. I had to just lick my way into it. I so yeah, just you guys caught me. It. I I really didn't eat it. I barely touched it, so I can't vote on it.
2: <laughs> so Randy is gonna have no vote for that one. <laughs> okay, fair enough.
1: Okay, I think we're we're ready to to make our votes. Uh, Andy, what was your favorite? sandwich
2: this was another one that was tough because bodega and tree town were the top two for me Quickville was just, was below them i understand it was sort of a a technical issue that caught me up with the burnt sausage but it did look and taste a lot like a cheeseburger not the worst thing in the world but not exactly what I'm looking for in a breakfast sandwich. So I would say Petinaris was fourth for me. Quick fill was third. And I was thinking about Bodega and Treetown even through today, a day later. The Bodega sandwich, the cheese is a standout to me because I love cheddar cheese. The burnt bun hurt it, but I don't let it affect my decision. I've had it twice before and it's been outstanding. It's very, very good. It did come through because of that big thick ham slice, which I like as a very overall salty flavor. And with the Tree Town, there's a salty flavor, but it's mostly from the bread. And I really like that bread. The bun is a standout. And I think my preference for salty bread puts this sandwich over the top the bacon was awesome. It has American cheese, which is very good. Fresh fried egg, just like bodega. This is a it's basically a coin flip. And yesterday, Tree Town was better. So Tree Town won. Bodega, you know, one a but it's it's gotta be number two. I have to pick. So I would I would probably go back to Tree Town again.
0: There is a precedent for ties, Andy, if you want to throw a tie in there.
2: Well, there was a tie, but I had to break my tie. Oh, that's true. In that episode, I said, you know, if I had to pick, I would pick bagels, et cetera, second. But that's confusing people. We're not talking about bagels, et cetera. Tree town one, bodega two for me.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying that because I kind of want to put a tie on there. I would uh, be
2: so happy with a bodega sandwich anytime. (laughs) It was awesome. Yeah. But I picked Tree Town.
0: So, Randy... Rob, do you want to go next so that maybe I don't have to make a decision? I'm I'm still not sure. They're just I'm so- looking
1: at the spreadsheet, <laughs> and it looks like your name is next in that row.
0: Uh, who made this spreadsheet? I you will also say- have Nick's name on the spreadsheet. Rob. <laughs> okay, we don't is calling in? I will say also, QuickFill was third for no other reason than. Tree Town and Bodega, where I, I don't even know you're comparing the best with, I loved Quick Fill. I guarantee I will go back to Quickfill. Fill. Um, just Tree Town and Bodega had a slight edge, I think, because Tree Town had that salty bread and Bodega had that hot honey sauce with that Rob said was kind of like a pepper relish. So between those two, I'm going to go Bodega first. Ooh. Um, I think I just in my mind I'm trying to picture if I had to go to one place and then die, I would probably go to, don't have to. that. Sounded worse. You don't have to make <laughs> oh, it die. <be> wow. awesome. <laughs> like if it was the last sandwich, I would want that bodega one again. Oh man, but it's it's about as close to a tie as you could come up with.
2: Yeah, sure. it's it's so hard to, to pick a winner between these two for I agree. And so I also Rob want to put it on to Rob choose to choose the, the winner
0: unless he chooses quick Fill one.
2: I always, <laughs> almost always go first. So the pressure's never on me. <laughs> oh, quick fill one. Oh, okay.
0: Okay. Faking us out in the spreadsheet. Uh, so I, I really real agree Rob, real quick. Did you Rob, did you have the winner in your head before this? Or are you kind of coming up with it now? Did you already know which one you picked? Yes. Okay. All right. Just wondering, but it wasn't,
2: It's close, but yeah, But you thought you thought about it. You stuck with your decision, but you thought about it. That's what happened to me. I picked tree town right after, and then I just kept going back and forth over and over again.
1: Yeah. Did I second guess my decision? Yeah, definitely. Like when I made that decision, I, I kept, so they're both incredible. If, if this were the finals between tree town and Bodega and they were the top two in the finals, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like they're, they're that good that either one of them could compete in the finals as one of the best breakfast sandwiches, you know, in town, you know, if not the entire
2: region. Wow. Uh, He said he went there Western New York region on blast for breakfast sandwiches. But there's
1: one thing I failed to mention earlier. And that is that when cook and when we would sometimes cook those Italian sausages, we might've cooked them a little too much. And so that, charred flavor on that Italian sausage was pretty good, but it just didn't taste like breakfast to me. And that's where I have to go tree town over bodega. If I was to go to bodega and get just like a a, a lunch sandwich that just was an Italian sausage sandwich, this would have been great. But if I'm looking for a breakfast sandwich for breakfast, I got to go tree town. That salty bread was just unique enough in that that tear was great. It, it was a great breakfast sandwich, but but also Bodega was great too, and that their bacon was memorable. And
2: I can see I can see the message boards, our text chain, lighting up about this already. <laughs> this you could make a case this is another case of user error on Rob ordering this sandwich.
1: It so has Rob, egg. It's an egg breakfast sandwich.
2: That's true. It does have egg on it. And I there wasn't say, enough
1: honey. There wasn't enough honey to offset the spice. Perhaps a, you were
2: on, yes, I'm sort of playing devil's advocate here. Oh, sorry, never mind. Um, no, you're fine. It's definitely your fault. If I was, <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> from the guy who voted for Tree Town. But I guess what I'm saying is I was getting to the idea that if the Tree Town Cafe sandwich went up against the bacon, egg, and cheese you had that one round, which was a thick, memorable bacon, and I'm sure you took that into account. Overall, you still think that tree town is good enough or just des- in deserving enough to win, right? I think so. And because, because you got
1: bacon at tree town, correct? I did. And it was awesome. Yeah. And that's what I saw that bacon. I was like, that's yet another thick, memorable bacon. It was great. It was, it was, uh, I did think back to that original bodega sandwich.
2: Yeah. It's hard. It's hard because we're with, we, there's places we've been to three times now, you know, some of them and you have to remember those and they may have crushed someone two rounds ago, but this is now everything's so good. I'm kind of stressing because
1: we had all agreed to keep our own running list of all of our favorites. And I have fallen off and forgotten to do that. So now I have to go through and like Think about like nine new sandwiches and figure out where they stack up against each other. Luckily,
2: the last few rounds we hadn't inv- in, invited too many new sandwiches in, so you might not be as behind as you think. But these three, yeah, or these four, we'll have to slot them in and, and see where they fall. But it's almost easier to do tiers, like power rankings. Tier one are these three or four. Tier two are these. So we'll we'll go over that maybe in in our follow up episode or our final episode at the end and just talk about those those rankings that'll be kind of fun and
0: am i going to be the one who has to talk about the big bagel sandwich in the corner of the room right now uh the whole point of this round was to bring bodega back and it didn't even win (laughs) i love this i love this more that was the whole point of the behind the scenes for our <laughs> listeners. The only reason this round even came up was so that these guys could bring Bodega back and it didn't even win. I love it. This is, this is the best podcast in Rochester. Hands down. <laughs> I love this. Uh, and, but I'm not upset about it. I'll, first of all, um, my plug is going to be Tree Town cafe when we get to the plugs and I'll tell you a little bit more about them. I love, I love them. And also, I, if they didn't have that special at Bodega, I don't know like what their other special would be. So I'm excited to do Tree Town Cafe again. So it's,
2: Bodega uh, Bodega makes little you know specials and stuff. I I really like that place. I will for sure go back there often and get that get their breakfast sandwiches. And I really want to try. I think they're affiliated with a couple of restaurants like Rue and Rocco. I think so. Um, and they sell their stuff there. They'll sell like lasagna from Rocco, which is a great restaurant. and they make a meatball sandwich for for like lunchtime. That looks so good. It's on the same roll with a big slab of cheese on it and pasta sauce. It, it looks amazing. I want to go back for that. I can't wait.
1: Yeah, Rand. They, they make a great sandwich, and Randy is right. Uh, we, you know, in front of the scenes and behind the scenes, I could not stop complaining about the fact that Bodega did not move on to the next round. And so we devised this thing where we're going to just send it in (laughs) anyways, you know, and in the end we're like, well, let's put more against it. So I think the fact that it's not going through is speaking to the tightness of the competition and and how good tree town was this week, week, because yeah, user error, I probably had, I gotten the ham. Maybe we'd be having a different story here, but I just don't know.
2: I uh, Randy's kind of being a little, uh, pushing our buttons a little bit, I think, too. And I think, really, we were more upset at the unjust disqualification of Bodega. Not that it should necessarily win. Maybe that's how we were acting in the first round, because it was so good. But now that we've had some of these other sandwiches, we hadn't had McCann's at that point. We hadn't had Treetown yet. We had had balsam, which is good, but I don't think any of us were really quite sure balsam was what it was. We caught, kind of thought it was a fluky win in the first round. So I'm glad we brought it back, but I think we're also giving it a fair airing if it didn't necessarily win. We're, we're saying it's awesome. This is a coin flip for all of us, I think, basically. And um, sure. I don't know. I'm really excited to have Treetown again for the competition, but I'm also really excited to go back to Bodega for – all sorts of stuff.
0: Now, now also, Tree Town's got some interesting variations on their breakfast sandwich. Um, and- Why don't
2: Randy? Let's jump right into plugs. Yeah, good. Call. And you can talk a little bit about yeah. Tree Town.
0: So, first of all, I heard about Tree Town a couple of years ago. They're honestly like three or four minutes away from where I live. They're right in the middle of the suburbs, so it's an interesting spot for like a place like this. They have a huge yard out front and they put some games out there. It's very like kid friendly. They got picnic tables. I, I could tell they they wanted to become kind of a community spot. And when I went, it was, it was, it was mobbed, like a line that was going quick through there, people hanging out outside. It's definitely becoming that, which is cool. And you go in and they got, they changed it up from the last time I went. Um, and they have like a, a whole like shelf of like old school candies, like, uh, warheads and like, you know, gummy things, which is cool for kids. Like they want it to be a family thing. You go there. They had, I didn't see this time. I didn't look, I just went in and out. They did have, I'm almost positive homemade ice cream. Last time I went, um, I went there a couple of times for their tuna sandwich. And, um, as Ray Romano likes to say, tuna is always a gamble and it is, but it was <laughs> delicious delicious sandwich. Their bread was good. I just, I love Treetown Cafe. I'm surprised I didn't vote for them just based on that,
2: but I, like I'm trying a, to
0: plug them. You should go there if you haven't been
2: there. It's almost like suburbs bodega in that they have like unique little things that you can buy and stuff like that. Yes. And then they have the yard and the family area.
0: So, so they also, like I was saying, they have some variations on the breakfast sandwich. They do have breakfast wraps, but I think we decided we're staying away from those right now, but they do have sandwiches that looked interesting too. So we could always mix it up a little bit for the finals, see what they got. Um, We'll see how it all goes down.
2: But yeah. Yeah, If you think I'm not getting salty bread, like I'm not going to get the French toast bagel for (laughs) balsam, you're crazy.
0: Well, so they actually... Their online ordering system is great too. It they let you modify anything. So, like their one sandwich is like has like I think guacamole and some other stuff, but you can put salty bread on any single sandwich you get. Like I went through a few of them just to make sure. So salty bread's the big thing. So it was awesome. So big plug for Tree Town Cafe. Awesome.
2: Andy, what are you plugging this week? Moms, they're the best. <laughs> <laughs> my wife, my mother, my mother-in-law, my grandmother—I got a lot of moms in my life, and they're all one, they're all so great. I love celebrating Mother's Day. So here's a, a little pro tip to the dads out there. I came up with a new thing this year because I often feel like I'm rushing to to get gifts together for everything because I just am a procrastinator. This year, I made a list, I made a menu of options for my wife, for her gift. And so I looked up some classes uh, at the Brainery, the Rochester Brainery, which is, I guess I'm plugging that, even though I've never used it. I've heard people who've taken classes there and loved it and stuff. I gave looked up some cooking and cocktail classes that we could sign up for and so these were you know options there's you could do homemade pasta pizza making class we ended up my wife chose we're taking going to take a class on summer muddled cocktails and it's on zoom but we're going to do it at home and the we're going to have someone watch the boys and uh you order a kit and it comes with a muddler a shaker bottle of gin, everything you need all in one kit for the it's included in the price of the class. So we're really excited to do that. That's later this summer. But they, you know, I'm sure everybody already knows about this place, but they have tons of classes. And I just looked at those two cooking and cocktails, which is cool. And then that was a small thing. So that was you could pick one of those or like, a, you know, a massage or a mani pedi or something. And then also, she got to choose from Big items like go overnight in Buffalo when my mom will watch the boys, or go somewhere in the Finger Lakes. So, this gave me some freedom to not have to have everything booked. Also, my wife sees the credit card receipts, so everything was still a surprise, and she has some control over what she chooses. She can choose to spend time with me, which she happened to, uh, or she can choose to have time alone. So, a little tip for the dads out there. For a Mother's Day gift. And a quick plug for the new dick's location at Eastview Mall, the House of Sport. It's super cool. I'm a grown man and I loved just walking around there. It's humongous. I would imagine I would have loved it as a kid. They have a climbing wall, a batting cage, they have an outdoor soccer field. And I went out there with my two little kids. I've been there twice. And I went out there with my kids and they just played with pretty much a giant Jenga set, but all around us, there was kids playing soccer, kids playing cornhole kids, you know, throwing a football. It was so cool. It's like a little square of turf. And then around it is a track. And I, it was kind of stressful just being a teacher and seeing all the craziness around me. But at the same time, everybody was having a ton of fun. And uh, I don't know, it's just a cool place to go. And it's actually something to do that you can do with your family and the field is outside and stuff. So, uh, I enjoyed going to that place and checking it out.
1: Nice. And I have heard they're going to turn into an ice skating rink in the winter.
2: Is that true? I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's awesome. Yeah. It should be pretty sweet. Uh, my peeves and plugs, this might be a peeve I had last week, but that keto ice cream. Did I tell you guys about this stuff? No. I, so I bought this keto ice cream from that guy that calls everybody fam who I kind of like, but don't like uh, on Instagram. And he, and he, and I was like, Oh, I've been eating a billion breakfast sandwiches. Maybe I'll make a healthy step by eating keto ice cream. Well, guess what? It sucks. It's, I've never had a situation when I've actually eaten ice cream, according to uh, like recommended serving sizes. And this stuff, just I'll I'll bust it out. I'll start eating it. And I just stop eating it. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good.
2: So is this technically a peeve, fam?
1: Oh, this is a peeve, fam. <laughs> <laughs> but I do have a good plug. So it, keto ice cream, guys, man, don't eat that. It's it's bad. Just uh, don't eat anything or just eat actual ice cream. I'm actually
2: it. shocked that you would ne- would eat anything but like the most milk fatty ice cream. Cause you love ice cream so much. Well, I'm, I'm not wasteful. I almost just threw it all
1: away. Yeah. I was at the point where I'm like, <laughs> why am I eating this stuff? It, the problem is it's almost good, but the texture is kind of a little off yeah. and just the sweetness is a little off to the point where it's like, it's like my brain knows it's not good. Like, and it just something, cause it's not bad it just misses the mark in a really it's unsatisfying like, way.
2: It almost reminds me of when you're eating a dessert or something or like a, like a healthy lemonade or something. And you can just taste that it's fake sugar yeah. and you're like, it's, it's just off and it's not processing properly.
1: Yeah. It's something. And, and I, I was thinking to myself, as like, what if I had never had sugar growing up at all? And somebody's like, Hey, try this stuff. And this is like the first dessert-y thing I ever had would I still like it or is it artificial enough that I'd be like, eh, you know, not
2: good. Yeah. My kids eat way healthier than I ever did as a little kid. And, um, sometimes they'll get something that's fully loaded. You know, if we make cookies or something and most of the time they eat pretty healthy snacks and everything. But when they, when they get their hands on, you know, original potato chips or (laughs) a chocolate chip cookie, that's just mostly butter and stuff they love it. I mean, we, we, we just avoid sweets. We don't, you know, eat diet stuff, really. We, we just don't have them a ton with them. And so when they get them, they go berserk. They can tell when it's the good stuff. It's pretty funny.
1: Yeah. I, I'm sure they do. It's the best. Uh, I do have one. I was, like,
0: was going to say, it sounds like this ice cream works though. It, you don't eat it. Perfect.
2: <laughs> it does solve the problem exactly of eating ice cream. What are you
0: know, is supposed to do, right? I just, I'm going to lose weight.
1: I'm going to, I'm going to finish that. And then I'm going to go buy (laughs) something way better. Just Uh, to show that ice cream. Who's boss. I'm (laughs)
0: going to buy really good ice cream and crush it.
1: I'm going to (laughs) probably go to Bodega and buy some Jenny's ice cream, which is like, it's like a well-known super popular, like boutique ice cream place that I've never actually had their ice cream, but I've heard about it. So I I saw they got a new shipment of that. So that's a a plug at Bodega. And then I I do have one other plug for Dave's Ohio Barbecue and More. He I I don't know what he actually does, but he has a YouTube channel, and that's what it's called, Dave's Ohio Barbecue and More. And in his YouTube channel, he tells you how to clean your gas grill and... I always forget all the steps, so I watch his eight-minute YouTube video every year at the start of grill cleaning season, and I watch it start to finish, and uh, Dave knows what's up, so check it out. If you want to know how to clean your gas grill, check it out.
2: That's really funny. That's something I, I don't know if every homeowner or you know even a teacher can relate to, that process of going back to the same video and watching it over because it's something you do once a year. It's almost like when you, the first couple of years where you start using a report card system and you're, you, you're like, oh, I haven't done this in four months. How do I even log in and put in the comments or whatever? Or, you know, that, that's funny. Or I do the same thing with my um, cleaning the air conditioning unit outside. Got to watch the video every year. I have it bookmarked. Yeah. And the
1: one thing I did watch one other video and the guy was doing all these things that Dave didn't do. I'm like, what is he doing? Dave would never use steel wool on stainless steel. Like what an idiot. So I was really anti this other video and very pro Dave, but probably just cause I saw the Dave one first. I don't know. That's funny. Does this
2: guy do cooking stuff too? I've only, I've
1: only watched the grill video. I've done no further investigation of his channel. All right, you're going to have to send me
2: the link <laughs> okay. so I can put it on our Instagram, Okay. <laughs> which is at talking trash rock R O C.
1: Yes. And our email address is also talkin' trash rock at gmail.com. T A L K I N T R A S H R O C.
2: Actual question for people. If they have ideas, I'll post it on Instagram maybe in a in a couple of weeks, but Rob wants to do an ice cream tasting thing this summer, and we're gonna do it. And I, maybe unbeknownst to these guys, put together a list of eight places that I thought of off the top of my head that make their own ice cream, and I've got it in our notes, we'll talk about it later. But if you can think of a place in Rochester that makes their own ice cream, not serves Perry's or whatever, email us talking trash rock at gmail.com and let us know. Cause we're looking for places that make their own ice cream to enter our tournament. Um, and we can only think of a couple, I mean, eight's a lot, I guess, but if anyone thinks of other places, I have a few on there that are replaceable, I suppose. So, um, some chains and stuff like that. I'd love to do local places, but, uh, yeah, let us know if you think of anything.
0: And if anybody knows the best medicine for digestive issues, um, give me a heads up because this summer is going to be rough. It sounds like <laughs>
2: you can, you can Rob add, I doubt four... we could make a mini sodes or you could be the uh, sorbet guy. <laughs>
0: yeah, that'd be great.
2: <laughs> Randy's sorbet peasant corner. He we'll doesn't...
0: save what we'll save you guys telling me what sorbet is for the next episode. I'm the just cream when... is
2: for the upper class, Randy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just worried when Rob brings four different types of ice cream to uh to our uh, meeting one time and i got okay
2: i quick ran down to batavia because i heard about this place
0: <laughs> which sounds awesome actually and i was so doing I'm all business
2: in. out that way
1: <laughs> i'm all in for it okay it should be a fun summer guys that's uh i think that does it we'll uh we'll push on tree town cafe to the finals and we'll see you guys in a week
2: keep eating and talking trash baby Ooh.
0: We're talking about plates from the rock that we ate, ones we love, ones we hate, some are good, some are great, one meat, two sides, hot sauce, we're your guides, Rob, Andy, and Randy, and sometimes a guest.